Hey, all you beauties, and welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. We are Chen and Jane, the hosts of this show. If you are a mama, an entrepreneur, or someone who wants to be the best they can be while holding that mama fort down and not forgetting yourself in the process, then this podcast is for you. You can find out more or connect with us over at coffeeandconcealerpodcast.com or on Instagram. So go pour a hot cup of coffee and let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Coffee and Concealer podcast. Today, Jane and I are joined by Elise Lakeman. She is a wedding photographer here in Calgary. She's also an educator within her industry and her work is phenomenal. And we are so excited to chat with her, all things business, photography, and the most random things you could ever think of. So welcome, Elise. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, you're welcome. Well, thank you for being our first guest together. Of course. We don't know what's in store for you. No, <laughs> it's going to be good. I love it. All right. Um, so why don't you take a quick second and just tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll get started. Okay. Well, my name's Elise. Um, Jane actually had to ask if my name was Elise or Alice. <laughs> I am also a part of Alice and Clara, which is, um, how do I describe it? I'll give that story after, but Alice and Clara, um, a, a wedding photographer, lifestyle photographer, um, crazy cat lady, and I work at the courthouse and uh, love long walks on the beach. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's that's me. I, I love it. I like long walks on the beach too. Can we do it together? Yeah, like we're on vacation. Mine, minus any significant others. Like, let's just like just the three of us, <laughs> hand in this hand. Means COVID's yeah. over. Oh, that's what sure. it will mean. No keyword in this dang podcast. <laughs> can't do it. It's family friendly. No curse words here. Okay. We will drive. Okay, so <laughs> darling Elise, I'm so happy that you're on this podcast with us today. Um, so we're gonna have some rapid fire questions just to get you comfortable and let our listeners know a little bit more about you because on your Instagram, you're for one, you're awesome to watch on IG. I love it, especially when you do your Monday night recaps, which if you're not following how you should. Um, but we're gonna take them a little bit further, okay? <laughs> so- Okay, so we're going to just do some rapid fire questions and see how it goes, okay? Get on me, sister. Okay, I think I know the answer to this one, but <laughs> what is what is your favorite drink order from your favorite place? Okay, so I think you'll know I post on my story all the time. I love me some Starbucks. I'm a basic B. Um, we're happy basic B. Um, I usually get... Um, I used to get the caramelly drinks, but now I'm on the full-blown matcha train, so... I get uh, matcha tea latte with almond milk. Mm, yummy. That's not what I thought you were going to say. <gasps> really? What did you think? I 100% thought you were going to be like, spade and sparrow. Oh, friggin' hell. Hey, <laughs> hey now I want to change it. Okay, if we're going, I've been, it's weird. It's not weird. It's good that I don't like actually drink that much anymore. But I like hoard spade and sparrows in my fridge and on my counter. So it looks like I, oh, you got me there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. it. Um, sidebar, have you tried the iced matcha latte with sweet vanilla cold foam? So it's wedding season. I'm all about the iced. Yeah. And then um, at work, the courthouse, this is my courthouse drink. I call mm. it my grass drink because it's, it's really like, it's one of those drinks that you tell yourself you like because it's just because <laughs> matcha's not that good. 
No, I've never had it. It's like a mental thing. I'm like, this totally. is better than the caramel stuff. So, well, even like, I want to say six weeks ago, I wanted to make that drink on my own at home. And so I ordered matcha from Amazon, spent far too much money on it and all of the things. And I like put it in my drink. I'm like, this is not as good. There's something about how they mix it. It makes it like tolerable. But when you make it at home, you're like, <clears throat> it's almost like dry scooping pre-workout. <laughs> Isn't right? You have to buy that little like teeny little fine thin whiskey thing yeah whiskey. Yeah. yeah it's james mine no is idea what you guys are on about oh matcha powder i've never had it i've never had a, a matcha drink i think jane would be vibrating if she had matcha is it caffeine yeah it is right yeah like lots of caffeine it I'm, oh i gotta look into this i'm totally open you guys so I'll, i won't hold this in but it's like my you know those days you can't go you know yeah <laughs> catch you later <laughs> so it helps regulate is what you're saying oh my gosh i'm dying okay good to know good to know for any listeners who uh need to be a little bit more regular matches your friend <laughs> oh what spade and sparrow would you pick okay mm. hey, she what's her newest one um it's red it's a red one i'm, a ter- I'm obsessed with caitlin bristow Mm-hmm. saying that I'm obsessed but I gotta just be honest with myself um I'm right there with you a hundred Caitlin if you're listening to this can we just hang out please yeah. we'd love that we'll have you as a guest on the podcast we'll have like four of us on the podcast I'd be smiling because I'd be like oh my god <laughs> we would have no video because we'd all look like weirdos exactly. <laughs> oh my god um, I want this the, so bad it's the latest red what is it I want to say Cab Sav. Mm. I'm not sure, but it's so, so good. Oh my goodness. Friggin' delish. I love it. Okay. Spade and Sparrows. (laughs) I love it. You could have two favorite drinks. It's totally fine. That's true. (laughs) You guys hear that? I'm so sorry. Oh, there's like a motorcycle gang outside my apartment right now. (laughs) Things just hanging out with the old (laughs) motorcycle gang of legacy. Hey, there's some gangs here in Walden. I mean, like, I believe it. <laughs> just just for anyone who's not from Calgary, like, Legacy's, like, suburbanite-ville. Well, I'm in- It's so nice. It's such I'm a cute right. area. I know. So when you think that there's a motorcycle gang, you know. <laughs> just, like, one, one motorcycle. It's like, oh. He's just very loud. Yeah, there's no one else on the street. It's like echoing. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen oh. them, okay? <laughs> He's waving. Hi, Jane. Um, okay, ready for question two? Oh, yes. Okay. What is your least favorite thing about growing up in a small town? Least favorite thing? Hmm. I actually loved growing up in a small town. It was very okay, fun. yeah. Least favorite thing? Even as a teenager, you liked it? Well, Because I think we all hated it when we were teenagers. Yeah, because I'm actually from Carsland. So yeah. Carsland is 500 people. Jane, I don't know if you've heard of it. People always um, convince, or sorry, uh, mix it up with car stairs, which is like by on the like past Airdrie. Mm-hmm. But I'm like self. Anyway. Um, yeah, I know that one. Favorite thing. I don't know. I actually really liked it. I love I, it. I honestly, never like when I have kids, I want to raise them in the, in the country or a small town opposed to. Yeah. It's funny. I was saying that to another friend that still lives in Strathmore. And I was like, it's funny how like as teenagers, we all just couldn't wait to like to get the heck out. And now everyone has, except me, 
has moved back because like it's affordable housing, good schooling systems. Yeah. It's like, okay. And now that you say that, like, as soon as I turned 18, I was like, see a suckers. Like I love all the way. I go 20 minutes to Strathmore. I'm like, see you never. (laughs) Just, I'm like, all right. Um, we're looking at going to Strathmore. The housing there. So, okay, quick thing. Cause I like when I wanted to buy a house or whatever, um, and, like build one, I was like thinking, so I called Jamin Homes and I was like, okay, how much blah, blah, blah. And they had their lot hold price was like much different than I called this guy I know in Strathmore for um, the new community to build. And then they're like this much for your lot hold and we'll split it into four payments. And then Calgary here is like this much for your lot hold and we can only do two payments. So it's just like such a difference of. Yeah. Small town for sure. Dang. And like Strathmore's come a long way from when I lived there. Like, yep. you know, your small town when you have a Dairy Queen and an A&W and like a subway, that is it. That's like your delicacy. You're like, oh, yeah. Dairy Queen. Please tell me there's more than that now. There is more than that now. They've like their population of what? 11,000. It's a lot now, yeah. Yeah, they've got like Walmart. You don't need to leave Strathmore unless you have an appointment. It's getting too big and it's actually, it bums me. Here I am, I'm living in Calgary right now. <laughs> but I I just, I go to Strathmore quite often because I just really miss, like, yeah. I, I barely go to Carzon just to like see like my my best friend's family. That's about it. And then, but yeah, Strathmore, like it's getting bigger and bigger. And I'm like, get away. Cause there's these, I don't know if you remember Jen. Well, full disclosure, people listening. So Jen went to high school in Strathmore as well, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you, I grade eight to 11. Yeah. So that's sweet. Yeah. So you have tons of mutual friends. Yes. Older. Yeah. And um, okay. So I lost train of thought. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have a least favorite thing. No, no, sorry. Even like the smell of like dr- the feedlots. Feedlots. I'm like, that's home. I'm like, mm-hmm. like it's. Weird. I was just telling Jane. I went to Strathmore the other night and I got my dogs groomed. And we walked out of the house and my son, who's five, was like, "Mom, what is that smell?" <laughs> and I was like, "That's cow poo." Um, and you get it from every direction that you could. The wind could blow. And he's like, "Ew." <laughs> you're like this is so nice and like it's kind of nostalgic actually i'm like the train is healthy i always know it's bedtime because the loud train would come by and then now i go into town i'm like oh it's so loud we literally hear deerfoot which is like our busiest road and like but now and we lived in the country prior to moving back into the city and um it was so loud like we laid in bed the first night and i was like i can't sleep what is that noise he's like deerfoot no so you can hear deerfoot from your house yeah i'm right by it yeah it's crazy it's but like it's kind of white noise now i'm used to it now yeah. <laughs> okay jane you're okay. ready again i think i know this one what is your go-to tv show okay oh oh what's my favorite tv <laughs> what's your <laughs> What's your go-to? If you were to sit down, there's nothing on, what would you put on? So right now, like if I have the option to Mm -hmm. put on, it's Superstore on Netflix. (gasps) I was just watching that before we did this. So I haven't seen The Office and people are saying this is like an office, but in in a grocery store setting. Uh, uh, mm, No, I disagree. Because The Office, they talk to the camera. Superstore, they're not. Right, okay. Right? Because the jokes are just so like corny and. Tina. Tina. 
Don't you just love her? Jen, have you watched Superstore yet? No, I haven't watched The Office either. Okay, well, The Office is like a classic. Everyone should watch The Office. It's just funny. Rain Wilson is just incredible anyway. Mm -hmm. But Superstore is laugh out loud. Like I'm, I'm re-watching it for the second time because I just like have it on sometimes as white noise for me. Because yeah. if I hear a children's TV show again, like I'm going to lose it. Well, you moms with Baby Shark don't know how you do it. No, no. You hear it in your nightmares for sure. I do. Yeah, it but never goes away. It, Superstore is honestly it's so funny. Okay, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to definitely listen to it. Um, Shit's Creek. I'll watch Shit's Creek. Oh, oh, I've heard all of the things about that. Classic as yeah. well. I freaking love that. We were obsessed with this rental pelican. <laughs> fold in the cheese. Well, I know how, I know it says fold in the cheese, but what is it? Fold in the cheese. I can't do her voice, but I wish oh I could. Gosh. Um, okay. If you were a superhero, who would you be and why? A superhero. Mm -hmm. Could be male or female. doesn't matter. I'd be my dang self. (laughs) Oh, you're the cutest. (laughs) You are a superhero. To say that, I'm like in my head, I'm like, I'd be Superman. And then I'm like, no, let's be. (laughs) No, I am myself. Yeah, I would just be me and do cool things and help people out. I what would your love power it. be, though, mm. if you could have a power? Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> well, peace. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, like, such a... I hate when people, like, fight and stuff, so I'd, like, want to solve things. My power would be, like, you know, stubborn-ass people. I'd be, like, oh, here's a solve. You'd be the revolution... What is it? Re- yeah. Resolution conflict specialist. Revolution? <laughs> You're the revolution maker. (laughs) With a super cool outfit and I could fly too. Oh my gosh, I love it. Love it. (laughs) Okay, this is a big one. Okay, ready for it. Do you think it's okay to wear socks with sandals? Yes, because I do it myself. And you know who, Jen, I don't know if you'll remember Laverne Lean. Shout out to Mr. Lean from Crowther Memorial Junior High School. Um... He is the OG Birkenstocks and socks. Mm, very true. And I now wear Birkenstocks and socks. I knew you wore socks and sandals. I just like in my head, I was like, this is a question we need to ask. I and did I, not know that. No shame, man. I, I only it. do it after the gym because I don't, I wear like my, my like slides mm. up to the gym, even if it's snowing. And so when I'm done, I just, I'm too lazy to take off my socks after I've just worked out and taken off my shoes. I'm like, screw it. And I, that's the only time I do it. I'm oh like, my gosh. I want to wear, like, if I could do that weddings, I would too. But like, then you, then you're like pushing it. Right. So. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other ball game is like comfy wedding shoes. Oh my God. <sighs> like by the end, do you think your shoes are comfy, but you've like stood the test of time in them after 12 hours? Yeah. I wear my I have like the the black Birkenstocks that are like the foam the hard foam Mm, mm -hmm. I'm doing a ceremony because they're the comfiest shoes ever and like I wear my other ones too but they like like cow crap in them and stuff like that (laughs) I'm like better not but I remember it's like a cute ceremony and it's summertime and it's hot af and I'm walking my shoes are like like fart they made like a fart noise and I'm like super 
Oh my gosh. We'll pack those away and find some more appropriate shoes. Some more appropriate shoes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's um, awesome. I feel like being a wedding photographer, like your level of like old lady that you hit in in like you're ready to go get orthopedics just to wear them when you shoot your wedding. And, and you're like, I don't care what they look like. They just need to be comfortable. <laughs> exactly. Like I will wear like nursing shoes, like both scrubs. That's actually a really good idea. I might go get some tomorrow. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm dying inside, you guys. Oh goodness, I'm the bomb for like support and stuff. Yeah, if I made, like a more classy looking one. I mm. definitely sport that. Yeah, I agree. I agree all day. We'll, we'll find a classy pair of nursing shoes for us. Okay, perfect. Um, okay, so if given the opportunity, would you choose to be on The Bachelor or The Bachelor in Paradise? And if there was a bachelor you could meet, who would it be? paradise because it's more relaxed okay Uh, I can't do the sit by a fireplace and be like um so he like really listened to me I can't do that (laughs) so where's the jokey parts like it yeah 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 bachelor in paradise because it's super fun um and you're on a beach so even if you you know just I'd go there just to chill really Mm -hmm. and then who would I want to meet Anyone from the franchise, just anyone. You know, it's a toss-up between just to meet for fun because they're, yeah, they're both like happily in relationships. Um, <laughs> probably Ben Higgins or Jordan Rogers. Mm. So I went down like the rabbit hole the other night. Do you remember Jake and Vienna? Yes. Oh. I'm, I started my first ever season. I started. I can't say I'm like a full blown like bachelor lover. Well, I love it now. But who did I start with? Juan Pablo. That's like where oh, I dipped off. Oh, I'm so sorry. Jake and Deanna, though, I remember them. That was like the most tumultuous season ever. Do you remember him yelling at her? Yeah, I forgot about that. And it came they up. split Ooh. up in like a public, disgusting way. Oh, she's doing good now. She's, she's always an interesting looking girl. She's stunning. Mm-hmm. She I mean, is. Yeah. So she, she's very interesting looking. She's stunning. Oh, yep. No, she had like, well, sorry, I'm moving the mic. Back then she had like the bleach blonde hair that just was more yellow than blonde. Mm. And just like, Toner. she was young. She was 22. It was like the, the 2000s, the early 2000s kind of thing. But now she's like embrace the natural she looks absolutely stunning she's got a good head on her shoulder she's grown up a lot what's her last name i couldn't tell you i had to really search <laughs> but she um she uh, she's who i would want to meet i think her and um oh gosh um oh my what that's gonna bug me now Duh. andy oh andy i like andy she was lovely she, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like on and off for me. Can I add one more person? Yeah, I actually love to meet um Victoria off of this previous season just to like hear her actually be that ridiculous in person. Mm-hmm. So I could be like, Are you seriously this ridiculous? Mm-hmm. I haven't watched this season because I've just heard oh. it's so toxic. I've just seen the highlights. Well, they're both, yeah. So I actually haven't been doing my recaps like I did normally because he's, yeah. I haven't even said this on my stories yet. I just assume people have realized. But this season, poor Matt James, because he, he's never even been in the franchise. He comes in 
because usually they pull someone who's previous or whatever. Yeah. And then he just like gets put with these like psychos. They're all so mean. And like, thankfully, he like gets rid of all of them. Thank God. But (laughs) holy Hannah, like poor guy. And then all this stuff. The Bachelor's like, it's a touchy topic right now because a lot of crap went down. I don't know if you've read stuff how Chris Harrison was completely ignorant and people are like when you read that people are defending him I'm like just shut your stupid mouth I love Chris Harrison myself he I think he's a fantastic host but to see how like absolutely like uneducated he was was very very I just didn't understand his motive for defending this is what bugged me about it we're gonna go down a rabbit hole this is what bugged me is yes she did post about going there and that was not okay. Yeah. Yes, she was young. And to be totally honest, if it was like, I went to university, I met my husband in Virginia, yeah. like in the South. Mm-hmm. And I was going on tours, having no idea about the history of where I was going and learning and, oh, as I whack my mic, I'm so into this <laughs> and educating myself. So yeah, she probably just thought, hell yeah, I'm 18. I'm going to go to this party, going to go meet a guy, going to look sexy or whatever, you know, you know, you go through as an 18 year old, at least she came out and admitted that she yeah, the wrong. Yeah. She did the right thing. She apologized. She's educating herself. Did take he, a little bit to come out, but I think it was due to like ABC or something holding her back. But Oh, I'm sure that she's got a publicist who was telling her, don't do it yet. Don't do it yet. We're going to make sure that we're ready because it's such a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. But for him, he's how old is he? He's in his late 40s. Chris Yeah. Yeah. That's like, where like, come on, dude. Like, you know it. better. And then you were rude to the host who's a friend. Exactly. Who was standing up for her community as oh. she should have been. Sorry, I've really gone down the rabbit hole. Um, for anyone who doesn't understand what the heck you guys are talking about, can you give like the quickest recap? Because I don't. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. So basically, um, what happened was um, this. So, uh, so the top two. Um, this is a huge spoiler for people who haven't. Anyways, listen yeah. on the current season. Her name is Rachel. Rachel Kirkinell, I think is her last name um she is one of the finalists on the season um it came out that there was pictures on her instagram of her liking photos of, of the confederate flag as well as mm. her at a party on um a plantation it was a southern party they southern dressed party. up as yeah. southerners like as like the uh, traditional southern bells South party it's called okay yeah and then chris harrison goes on an interview with Rachel Lindsay, who is a previous um, bachelorette who is Mm -hmm. African-American. And Chris Harrison just completely disregarded everything. And Rachel was even trying to educate him and just say, hey, like, this is how it could look bad. And she was very patient with him. Mm -hmm. And then he just literally, like, dismissed her. He cut her off. He, like, was his main goal was to defend Rachel Kirkinell. Mm. like because she's get receiving death threats and stuff like that which is obviously inappropriate not you know mm-hmm. but he just completely like whew, like it was very 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 hard and I was like get out of here like even oh I can admit I'm not I don't know as much as I feel like I should but I just I know that's very if you're yeah. sitting here and you're trying to educate me and you're trying to, you know, just say, hey, like, and you're having such patience with me. And then I'm here being like, nope, this is it, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, okay, well, take a seat, pal, and read a book. Like, 
Yeah, no, exactly. It's just the blatant dismissal that he was giving to Rachel, the host who was interviewing him. And like, Mm -hmm. it was just, it was disrespectful and it was disrespectful of the situation. Mm -hmm. And they kept saying, oh, this only happened a few years ago in 2018. I was like, in 2018? We know what racism was in 2018. I went to school in the South in 2015. We knew then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like... (laughs) It's just right this time in the world right now. It's just like, it's It's crazy. People think that if it happened before Black Lives, this is my assumption, but people, this is how it's been portrayed to me is that when people, when it happened before Black Lives Matter, that whole movement, people are giving that as an excuse of why it happened then. Oh, it was 2018. We didn't know much. You knew. Mm-hmm. you knew from a young age and so it just frustrates me when people try and use that as an excuse and I'm like 2018 was literally only three years ago mm-hmm. you knew what it was then yeah. you know what it is now we're learning more and we're educating ourselves better mm-hmm. but don't act like you were ignorant then oh yeah. it just it's, mm-hmm. it's like I'm just kind of on like a weird I love the show like I first like I'm still going to continue to watch the season obviously but I just like they, they actually, um, Chris Harrison decided to take a step step back, which is fantastic to mm-hmm. educate him. And I think that whole franchise just needs to freaking open up a book and contact people to learn more. Mm-hmm. Why they're receiving this feedback, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so at the, what's called the uh, after, or the final rows or whatever, it's where they see who is the chosen. I hate saying winner because it's like, you're not winning. Like you're, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's just crazy. But anyway, long story short, yeah, The Bachelor is kind of I don't, not yeah in some in some hot water. Yeah, absolutely. And is it so. still live? It is. This yeah. season? Okay. Okay. So for anybody that but, is continuing to watch it. I already know the winner and they made it blatantly obvious. I'm sure you can understand from hearing all of this why. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, yeah. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Okay, that's, that's what we're going to get comments about. Oh, I know. Is don't give your political opinions. <laughs> I love Just it. be a nice person <laughs> and be humble. That's what you can take from this. Be humble. Yes, be humble. Okay, sorry. Oh. <laughs> so now, rabbit hole. now that we've gone down, down a really weird path, let's bring it on back to why we have you. Um, and we now know... A, you know some more personal things about you but let's more chat about your business for a second so you are obviously a photographer that's how I met you is because we shot shot together do you remember speaking of bachelor do you want to tell everyone who we shot together okay so Jane and I shared a moment together that <laughs> I will literally cherish for my lifetime so I have to tell you how this happened okay so it was March 23rd I think or 24th I was at venue 308 with it Shane. would have been February, not March, because the event was March. Right, right, right. So February. Uh, no, I it was it was March because I, it was two days before the event I got asked. Okay, so March 13th was the event. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Or 12th. Okay. So, anyway. Of last year. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it was pre-COVID, like the day that COVID happened. It was freaking time. Anyway, so like literally two or three days before this big, huge uh, wine, women, and well-being event. I was at venue 308 shooting uh, photos for clients. And then I see this beautiful redhead walk in with Lisa. That's me. That's me. <laughs> um, wine, women, and well-being. Um, you guys should follow that if you do not already. It's fantastic. Um, 
And so I'm talking with Jane and because as you can hear, she's got the best personality. So bubbly and open and awesome. So we're chatting and she's like, yeah, like the Jillian Harris event is um, coming up soon. And I'm like, oh my God, because I, it was all sold out so fast. And I was like, oh, I wish I wish. And then, yeah, so I'm just daydreaming, whatever, go home. And then I get a text message from Donna who runs uh, Wine, Women and Wellbeing Strathmore. And she was like, hey, like the other photographer isn't able to make it for the Jillian Harris event. Would you be interested? And I'm like, oh, hell yeah. So I'm like, whatever plans I have, blood work and doctor's appointment, we're canceling. Surgery? <laughs> yeah, surgery, no, we're fine. So well, literally, Jane's like, what were you? How many months pregnant? Oh you were gosh. pregnant. I was pregnant. But okay. Yeah, broken foot. <laughs> So literally roll up, I'm like, like beaming of happiness. And I'd already met Jane too. So I already knew that we would, we connected so well. So we just literally spent a beautiful night together awesome. watching Billy and Harris and Joelle from the CTV live yep. show. And who else was just Lisa speaking to? Oh my goodness. Yeah. It was just, and then at the end, we got to sit in the back room of venue 308 and just like chill with Jillian Harris. And she's just like the dream. She's the nicest. I loved it. Oh my goodness. I'm jealous. I remember when, when I met you, I was like, oh yeah, we're here. Cause we're shooting Jillian Harris. And you were like, Hey, if you, uh, if you need a second. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah uh, I think they've got someone, but yeah. And so when Lisa said, sent me a message being like, uh, your second isn't coming. I was like, I just met this girl. And oh. I was texting her about you. And she was like, that's who we've just asked. I was like, boom, good. Oh. Like it was like fate. I remember laying in bed with my cat, Gary. And I'm like, Gary, we made it, <laughs> <laughs> made it. Like, I was like, pack your bags, Gary. We're going on a trip. We're so excited. Like, oh my gosh. We're going to be a part of Bachelor Nation. Oh, okay, can we talk about Gary for a second? Of course. Oh, how many kitties do you have? I, okay, uh, I have two. Okay. But, uh, back in the old Cars Land, at one time, I had 16. Because you lived in the country? No. Oh, oh. wait, what? You had 16 cats? Cats and kittens. Yeah, my dad had a girlfriend who had three, and then we had three, and then love happened. And then, and then <laughs> kitten oh city, man. Yeah. But we obviously got rid of them right after because we don't live on a farm. Wait, when you say got rid of them, you like, or did you just like, <laughs> kidding me? They're my little babies. I had them all named. Okay, I'm glad that you like you gave them to people. Yeah, we gave them away to people. Okay. The you just take them all back, Jane. Oh my god. It's the country. I don't know how it works out there. Like, you only do that with chickens, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still traumatized, okay? I have some PTSD from my past life. <laughs> uh, I, my mom used to pluck chickens. That was one of her jobs, was to pluck so, them. When we lived in Strathmore, this is a total sidebar, but we had two pigs and like 12 chickens and I came home this bus dropped me off and I was like I always when I got home would like run to the barn and like go see the animals because I'm just that person mm-hmm. and I ran past the house and my dad like stuck his arm out he's like you don't want to go in there and I was like what what are you talking about and he's like I wanted to go see babe and Penelope because those were my pigs oh, <laughs> and I literally ran past his arm and they already had babe on a hook and she was dead. And I was what? like, they didn't tell me nothing. I was mortified. You named it. 
Yeah, you, that I mean, like, problem. that's probably my own fault. I probably shouldn't have named a pig we were going to slaughter. But like, yeah, that was besides the point. I was mortified. And then um, we had to um, behead our chickens and, and pluck them and eat them. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not cut out for the country life. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I love the country. Like, yeah, like my friend Kim, she she's hilarious. She literally will like send me snapchats of her chick i'm like hey love to eat it don't love to see it but joe oh she'll gosh. be like this time this one's ready to go and i'm like where <laughs> What's the guy hey do you guys have tiktok no, yes you need to download it okay I'll you have like to that too you gotta do it okay there is an Brace account it. There is an account that literally kills me. It is called The Useless Farm, I think. And it is this woman. I don't know if she's single or married, but she freaking kills me. She's got a bunch of llamas and alpacas and donkeys. And she names them all names that like we wouldn't like typically like, like Karen right? Like, so she has ostriches. There's this ostrich. There's two. There's this ostrich. That's like her baby. And he's like, so sweet. And just like loves on her and comes and like rubs his head on her. And then there's a very aggressive female and they've named her Karen. And she like (laughs) tries to kill this woman every single day. They have this psychotic, um, rooster named Brad. (laughs) Honestly, you need to download TikTok and just follow that one account. And Michael is a llama and he has like no brain cells basically. And she's like, you're just so sweet. Like there's nothing going on upstairs is there. And it's just like the freaking cutest account ever. So anyways, it reminds me of that Strathmore life is just this useless farm. I just oh, I love it in the in the con or in the convo. This picture, we do. Oh, oh what happened? Oh my heavens! Uh, I just sent you guys that. Cake. I hate the computer. Anyways, you'll see. Oh my it. goodness. Anyways, yes. <laughs> so yes, Gary is my angel. He is sent from the cat heavens. I like. I'm obsessed with him. Ask all my friends. Like, if I were to take one item to an island, it would be Gary. Oh my oh. goodness. So cute. I my ex, um, I got him when I was like 19. We walked into Petland near Sunridge and I saw him in the window. And I was like, his name was what was his name? Simba. Lame. And <laughs> he's in there. And I'm like, oh, I love this cat. Like, I don't know, I was drawn to this cat. And then the the Petland lady, I'm not even kidding you, says to me, Oh, you should take him. And he's on his last stop. And I'm like, pardon? What does that even mean? At Petland? Yeah, I'm like... Wait, he was on his last stop, so if they didn't get him adopted, then that time it would be... Yeah, a- we're kicking him out to Sunridge Boulevard. Yeah, literally, like, where's he going? Oh, oh, poor Gary. You saved him. Yeah, I did. Like, my ex was, like, on board, and at the time we are living in an apartment in Strathmore, the Chinook 3. <laughs> um, still, oh, it's, like, built in, like, the... 1900s and still smells like it too and, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so they tell me they're like okay well we have to talk to your landlord to, to see if it's okay and um of course my building was no animals so I'm like hey mom I know you're busy at work but you were my landlord and here you go here's the phone she's like Elise, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like and she's like hi I'm Elise's landlord I'm like mom yes That's so then awesome. Gary brought Gary home the next day and he literally would, he like still, it's like he's saying thank you. Like he sleeps oh. on my chest, he sleeps around my head. And when um my mom was sick, he would like sleep around her head and like he put his paw on her hand. Oh. And he oh. like, yeah. It would just, oh. How yeah. old is he? 
Oh, I don't want to talk about it. Um, okay. Okay. He's over, <laughs> over 10. He's, yeah. He's like, a, or I think he's 13. His birthday is September 26th. Oh. I got a little report card thing. Oh. Oh, yeah. My boy, he, he just like looks at me and we, I'm such a weirdo. We need to have know. a connection. We have like, I don't know this cat. I'm telling you it's insane. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. Um, Let's get back to questions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how <laughs> I have another cat. I just like don't. Her name's Milo. I call her Meatloaf, but she. You don't have the same connection. No, she's like a dog. Like she literally. <sighs> I'm not saying dogs are bad, but she's. They just are. <laughs> and if she does snuggle, then you don't move. You don't move anything. Yeah. But, no. but yeah, she's a good cat. She's a crazy farm cat. So. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Segwaying back. <laughs> so <laughs> tell us. Um, so obviously you do photography as we've talked about, but how did you get into it? Like what, what do you, what, what drew you to it? Like, what do you like to shoot? Did you go to school? Yeah, Tell so us the deets. In high school, there was a class called ComTech. Um, so I just kind of took it. Shout <laughs> out to Linda Carver. Um, so, so yeah, we had a, I just did that for extra credit. So I took it more than once. Um, and then, yeah, we just shot on Canon Rebels there, just did like the focus subject blur background, all that stuff, learn a bit, a little bit of Photoshop and all that. And I, at the time I was like, yeah, it's all right, like kind of cool. But then after high school, I noticed myself just always like taking photos on my phone and being like, oh, it'd be really nice if you stood here or like if you posed in this background, I'm just starting to like imagine these scenarios and stuff. So then I'm like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to buy myself my own Canon Rebel. So I did. And then, excuse me, um, I couldn't remember some certain things. I like was playing around, but I was like, so I went to SATE actually for night classes just to get a quick refresher. And it came back so quickly that I was like, okay, give me my money back. I know everything. (laughs) But no, after that, it was literally just history. I messaged a bunch of photographers and I was just like, what's your biggest advice? And they're like, shoot, shoot, shoot. And I shot, shot, shot. We all sound like murderers, us photographers. We were... I'm just saying that last week. Yeah, it's so funny when you guys said that because I'm like, legit, like, you, I photographed this and photographed, <laughs> like, no, I shot it. <laughs> so Love it. Yeah, and then I um, did a bunch of shoots and my girlfriend, Tessa, gave me um, her old um, 50 lens. That's like the cheap $100 ones from Walmart. And mm-hmm. literally- They're awesome. Years. Yeah, and then, and then I bought- um, I bought my big, beautiful 5D Mark III. And then, yeah, just kept happening and happening. And then did some workshops, took some courses, and just love it. So it's I like, love it. Yeah, it's just such a, such a, like you're freezing a moment, you know? Like you get to, mm-hmm. it's like you're gift giving. It's not just you're taking a picture. Like you're literally giving someone such a precious gift. You're like documenting a special yeah. moment in time. Yeah. I yeah. like to call it time traveling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you like smell the smells that were in that day. I want you, yeah. you know, to remember those jokes and laughs and every yeah, I just love it. No, especially weddings, because you shoot majority weddings, right? Yeah. Well, Would you say it's like 80% of your business? Um I'd say it's almost like yeah, I guess like summertime, obviously, but I have tons of like you do a lot of branding stuff too now, right? You know what? Lately, I've done the most branding I ever have. I feel like even a let's call it a year and a half ago, branding sessions weren't really a thing. 
totally. You could like hire a photographer and you're like, I don't know, follow me around for an hour and like, let's see what happens. Um, But I feel like businesses are now understanding that you can't just use like a cheesy headshot against a blue background for your, your Instagram or your like social media. But I think the social media growth has made it so that branding sessions are important. Like, and I think businesses should do it like twice or three times a year. Right. It's become very quickly my favorite to shoot. Mm -hmm. And it's for us as photographers, it's always changing. Mm -hmm. Like I did one last weekend for um, a hairstylist. And so like it was all different things. Right. And so like every company is totally different. Yeah. It's, I think it's so nice too. Like I did a realtor group and there is just so I got a message actually of someone being like, wow, it's like really cool to see their personalities aside from just like those, like we were saying the the headshot with the blue background. It's mm-hmm. like a, you, it's like a LinkedIn profile picture. It's like, you know, oh. like, I don't know about you guys, but like when I do family photos, <laughs> this is no disrespect to any of my clients, but there's almost always someone who's like, can you just like snap one quick one for my LinkedIn? And yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. I would actually Are prefer to do that versus your, your selfie that's like this. Yeah. <laughs> no one can see me, but I'm like looking down triple chin into my phone. Because oh, um, yeah. some people just don't even understand yeah. what a good photo can do, right? Use it for your dating profile. I don't even care. <laughs> I was like joke too. That's one of my jokes is like, anyone need a LinkedIn pic? And then they laugh and I'm like, Tinder, anything? Like I'm yeah. here for it. Like, <laughs> totally. Then you see some of them be like, mm, mm, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. It's like making noises at each other. Yeah. Um, like, no, I'll just take a picture of me with my five other friends so no one knows who I am. Yeah, right? Exactly. I just, there's a, a client of mine who um, I've like seen all of her profile things lately. And lately it's been like, and it's kind of mean, but like tearing some of these men apart for like the pictures that they choose to put on their dating profiles. Like she's newly single and she's like, which one are you? I know exactly. Are you on a motorcycle? About- you ride a motorcycle? <laughs> I know exactly. Am, am I thinking of the same person? I, th- I think so. She's bomb. Oh yeah. She doesn't even know me, but I, I know her because no. <laughs> we've established I'm a stalker. Um, <laughs> but she's, it's so funny. Yeah. Like her TikTok account kills me. Oh, she's like, should we is- give her a shout out? Because it is really funny. <laughs> Do it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to like, piss anyone off you, she's awesome though yeah she's and awesome. she just like tells it how it is too yeah she's definitely one of those girls um but yeah like you you need the dating profile you need the tinder the business picture the whatever like for me my husband and his brother are realtors and so their shoots are always like entertaining because they're just like two peas in a pod like we joke that like his brother's ahead on the totem pole than I am like they're just like bffs <laughs> so when we do realtor shoots they're always like it's just a so funny like so funny um okay so we kind of discussed business offline and like personal boundaries and how to set them and business boundaries um how do you stay in check with your own boundaries whether that be business or personal and we can divulge this question like make it bigger if we need to sure so I actually didn't, you know, when you start out and you're like, I'll take anything, I'll do anything, I will, you know, give you yeah. my left arm, just take it, <laughs> it off. The blood, you just have it. No, yeah. but um, uh, I took a little workshop with Janine Deanna um, back in like 2017, I want to say 18. And um, yeah, she just like really, really opened my eyes to boundaries because when you're starting a business, you like I said you want to please your you're in the full-blown like pleasing mode you don't know the full 
you know, ins and outs yet. And she just taught me something that will always stick is that after like a certain period of time, like in the day, you just do not reply and you reply the next day. Like if, a, or if I used to text people too, and now I'm like, no, please send it to me via email and we'll keep the chat there. Um, it's like, if I do know you, you know, sometimes it's like, okay, let's text whatever, but I like learning to keep things over email to like taking Sundays off are huge for me now. Um, also post on my stories or whatnot, but I'm not going to be putting my mind into emails at that time. Um, before I'd be like, oh no, like I need to book them now. They need to come now. But in reality, they're happy to wait and they're, I've never had an issue. Um, so yeah, just like the main boundaries I've really learned is um, just, yeah, like being like after 5 p.m., then I'm unfortunately not going to, you know, I'll respond to you tomorrow morning kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or I was like up in bed at like 1130. I'm so tired. And I'm like, continuing back and forth the emails. And then someone I remember someone saying, Oh, well, you replied that late last night. So I was just I thought it'd be okay or whatever. And it's like, yeah. this is where I really need to start drawing the line and yeah. consider myself as well. Yeah, 100%. Jane, have you encountered that? Oh, I was literally just thinking how about a few months ago at like stupid o'clock in the morning my phone was buzzing it was it was early very very early like earlier than my children rising in the morning so it was early and my phone wouldn't stop buzzing and it was someone emailing me so my company is called Smithfield Photography there's actually a Smithfield like it's a town Mm. as well and this person was emailing me yelling at me about how their it was a wrong email 100% it was the wrong email but I didn't know it but she was like where are my pictures of my child you haven't sent them to me yet this is so um unprofessional of you like reaming me out and I was like who who are you like and it's again stupid o'clock in the morning so I'm like no I need to respond to this person now and my husband's like can you please put the phone down I'm like no like I don't even who did I forget her name like who is she so I'm responding back and I'm like uh I don't I'm so sorry who was your child that I shot you know um and I was having this conversation with her back and forth again it was like four o'clock it was so early and it took me a minute to be like oh I'm I'm up in Calgary love like I'm not even in the same country as you you've got the wrong Smithfield (laughs) like I'm so sorry but it like just freaking lays it on you and you're like it was it was all in caps and it was not I'm saying it very politely right now oh my god it was not a polite back and forth and she was I'm scamming her I'm just taking her money and I'm not giving her the pictures of her kid and how who the hell do I think I am for taking pictures of her kid like very very bad I was like so where did you decide she was the states or Europe she was in the states okay okay so so same time zone (laughs) no they're two hours ahead they were two hours ahead but it was still early yeah really early and so Zach was just like yeah don't ever don't do that again like that's (laughs) you need to have and not because he was like being mean but it was like that disrupted your sleep that you didn't go back to sleep after that yeah I I knew I wouldn't be able to if I didn't respond to her because I honestly thought I'd messed something up and so I was just but in reality at nine o'clock the answer was going to still be the same Mm -hmm. love I'm not the one who took your photos (laughs) you know (laughs) Sorry, girlfriend. Maybe try another. No, no. Yeah, maybe check the right country. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Really sorry. Sorry. Pardon. Sorry. <laughs> right. But it is. It's setting that like maybe uh-huh. don't respond 
like only yeah. respond during business hours and set yourself some business hours yeah I also think that like us as photographers I'm gonna like kind of put us all in like a ball but we all have FOMO and we all don't want to miss out on certain shoots or Mm -hmm. certain opportunities or you know like anything so like we just take what we can get until you build yourself like I've been doing this now 14 years and like like it's been a long time and so I've now at the time especially with two kids like you have to set boundaries I also feel like you'll probably be a little bit more lax maybe at least because you don't have kids but for us we're like no no like I shoot this day because I have childcare. That's it. If you can't fit yourself in on that day, sorry, sister, I'll move you to next week on the day I have childcare. Um, but before kids, I was pretty lax and like shooting seven days a week, a couple hours a day. And you just like wear yourself completely thin because being an entrepreneur, it's not just photos you're editing every single night. So I'm shooting two days a week, but I'm at the computer seven days a week for five hours a night. Right. Oh, I don't even do that. You're better than me. I can't do it. And you're like, oh, should I go to bed? Look at the clock. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I mean, sure. (laughs) I'll go to bed. But also in our defense, when we're in an editing groove, Mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to see it through oh yeah if you cancel it you might not get that momentum back yeah. only photographers will understand that <laughs> yeah, very true right um so would you say that your personal boundaries are the same mm-hmm. <laughs> like with friends like oh, things I'm, like that I have the best friends ever I feel like they they have their own boundaries and it's just it works you know mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. yeah I feel like even five, six years ago, again, probably prior to children, our, our boundaries with friends were probably a little bit different, yeah. but I do think that once you have kids, they, they take a hundred percent of your time and precedence. And so you're kind of like, man, whatever those boundaries just need to go away. Right. All my friends are like friends I've had since like basically elementary school. So yeah. Got, yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, okay. Um, Jane, your next, next question. All right. So. Primarily, we were just talking about wedding photography as well. When you think back to the weddings that you shot, what is your favorite moment that's like the most sentimental that pulls at your heartstrings? Most sentimental. Or just your favorite. I don't, it doesn't have to be sappy or anything, but what's your favorite part when you're shooting a wedding? Okay. Um, my favorite part, well, I have so much, I'll tell you my favorite moment and then my favorite part. So my favorite moment that ever happened was I was second shooting for Taylor Hillier photography and for their first look, or yeah, for their first look, they wanted to go um, up onto a mountaintop. So we went into uh, a helicopter. <gasps> I, I'm so jealous right now. Did you really? Yeah, it was unreal. And like the family didn't know that was happening. So um, we went up onto, okay, and talking, bringing shoes back into the mix. I was wearing like flats with these pointy flats. It was like a summer day and like, I didn't, I've never been on top of a mountain. So I forgot there was snow. So I like literally was like hiking up this, like onto this mountaintop, like in your flats. So and with I mean, your gear. Yeah. it was fun. <laughs> But um, yeah, they did their first look. It was like the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Two climates on the same day. It was friggin' neat. It's Mount Fisher in BC. It was just unbelievable. So, um, so that was my favorite moment. And then yeah, Taylor edited a few pictures. And then during the reception, they popped up on the screen. Everyone's like, wow, you did that? Oh my gosh, I love it. it. I'm not that like speedy um, or talented. And then, and then what was the other? Sorry. Um, so like favorite part when you're shooting. Like, so, like for instance. Of the day, yeah. 
Yeah, like I really love it when the dad sees the bride. Oh, yes. That's those kind of things. I don't know. I love it all. I can't really pinpoint. I guess I like like walking in and seeing like the details and the vibes and like the colors and like everyone Mm -hmm. is so different. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have some stuff similar, but they're also different in their own personal way. So I just like to see like people's styles and ways just show in their decor and their colors and just everything. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite like decor color? Like, are you drawn to something? I love the burgundies. I was like, it's because you shoot warm. You shoot quite warm. And I feel like that just yeah. complements your style so well. Thank you. Yeah, I really like shooting kind of darker, richer, moodier a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I dig those. Like you're speaking my love language. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like emerald greens and like burgundies. Oh, so pretty. Thing with people. And favorite time of year to shoot a wedding? Fall. I I like summer. I'd say summer sunsets. Okay. So pretty. Magic. Yeah. Yeah. Fall's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. right now it's horrible just wait till it's all brown and disgusting yeah. everyone's like I don't want to book now and I'm like girlfriend don't blame you <laughs> right I know people keep asking like oh when do people start getting brave I'm like well once the snow melts and then there's like 10% of the people who are like we'll just still wear boots but we can take our jackets off yeah. I'm like I just want it to be green like I just want it to be nice <laughs> yeah Oh my goodness. Um, anything else you want to tell us about photography before we continue? I don't know. I just think photography is just such a gift. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's like a beautiful thing. Like it's fun. It's fulfilling. And like we were talking about before, it's just such like a special gift you can give somebody, mm-hmm. you know, all of the, the, I was going to say blood, sweat and tears, but I'm like, I don't bleed ever, but um, I have because of photography. Yeah. So have I. Poor feet. Oh yeah, feet. Yeah, but like it's just so worth it. Like it's something you can't. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. It's just no. fantastic. No, I agree, one hundred percent. Okay, but you made a good point. What is your worst photography injury? Mm-hmm. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so back in the day, this might have been before because I'm way older, but. Way older. I, I feel like I'm a generation older. Um, but there was a, a time where we would shoot pretty girls. It's almost like boudoir now, but like we would shoot pretty girls in like these rundown graffiti locations or like old rundown oh. barns or whatever. Okay. So there was, it's now Stony Trail in Calgary, but where 84th ended, there used to be like this open field. It was like my favorite place to shoot super sketchy spot to like take people, but like I did it. Um, and I drove my PT cruiser. Let's just preface with that lovely part of what I had in my life. Um, my PT cruiser, I took this model, took this model to this open field and it used to have like you know, when you're driving to Strathmore and like all these barns or old buildings, like they're very weathered, they're ready to fall over, but they're still super pretty. So there was like a small little like shed building there. And, um, I had driven past it like the week before and I was like, oh, it's perfect. Long weedy grass. And what you guys are like visualizing what I'm saying. Um, and so I took this model to this field and the house was no longer standing. And I was like, uh, I was just here a couple of days ago. What happened? And so anyways, I was like, well, the field's so pretty. We're here. Like, let's just photograph it, whatever I was wearing. Okay. We're talking about like really bad shoe choices. <laughs> okay. Do you remember how Crocs had like ballet flats? 
Yeah, yeah, they still do my coworkers. Okay, audio. okay, so um, no. <laughs> now, listen. I sound like such a catch. I drove a PT cruiser. I wore Croc ballet flats. Like, what else is attractive? Hey, I'm here to take your photos. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> In an open field with no barn. Yeah, exactly. And so, I, anyways, like not even thinking, I like told her to walk into the field, and she placed herself in the field, and we were good. And I took one step backward, and I found the building because a rusty nail went through my croc ballet right into my foot. And I was like, immediately, like I stopped. I know you guys are wincing. Nobody can see that you guys are wincing. Oh, oh it was brutal. So I like told her because she saw the look on my face. She's like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm pretty sure I just like impaled myself. Um, and so I drove myself to the Emerge with her in the car and I had to get a tetanus shot and do all the things. And I was like, do you want to keep going? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay now. She's like, no, like scarred for life. Right. So let's just go back. And like a rusty nail, like like, who knows what was scary. Yeah. It was all. And then also another time, I was in Chestermere and they now have like communities built around it, but the canal, I had a wedding where like they were up on the bridge and I like climbed down the rocks and there was a broken beer bottle. And so those were like within a month of each other. I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, should I quit while I'm ahead? (laughs) So that's mine. Um, Jane. Oh, mine's not nearly as crazy, but it was a surprise proposal. It was overlooking Calgary. Um, I don't remember what the hill is, but there's that hill that overlooks it. Crescent Heights. Yeah. Yes. Well, the spot that he had showed me, he was like, can you like hide in the tree? So I was like, yeah, sure. I'll climb a freaking tree. That's great. It, it was on the hill. It was the worst decision ever. I climbed in the damn tree. I'm obviously too fat for the tree. <laughs> And the tree broke mid-proposal and I just went boom to the ground and I'm on a hill and then I rolled down a little bit on the hill as he's proposing. It was mortifying. Um, (laughs) Thankfully, I got the pictures, like I got the shot and I was like, thank the dear heavens. But um, it was extremely painful. And Did your camera survive? Yes, because as I'm falling, I'm just like holding it in the air. Oh my god! <laughs> don't break, and it was fine. But I, I was like, I, I didn't break anything, but I was so sure I broke my arm. What did they say? They're, well, the poor bride is just like, what the heck? Like <laughs> the poor woman, she's about to get engaged, and as it's happening, they're not, they're divorced she now. Just, oh, was <laughs> it your fault? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Probably. In fact, actually, as as he was proposing, her response was no 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 are you seriously proposing right now and so at the time this is happening as I've just busted myself I'm thinking oh my word she's saying no she wasn't saying no she was just like in shock at the proposal but it was just like a different word and he's just like out of the tree like please make this worth it like please oh my gosh and as I'm rolling down the hill but I'm it was not a rusty nail and I did not have to go to the hospital. So that's horrifying. I still think you win though. Humiliation. I would take rusty nail over humiliation. <laughs> nah, I think I'm just used to humiliation now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, Elise, what's yours? I think mine's yet to come because I haven't had anything like that. The worst I've had was I was like doing a shoot 
And um, because, you know, when you literally don't care what you step on, like you don't care where you're walking, you'll step in a pile of, you know, thorns, anything and cow poo. Yeah. So I'm I'm doing this shoot. And then my my couple's like looking at me like, I'm like, okay, just look at each other. Like, stop looking at me. Like, no, there's like a there's like a full blown whole entire colony of ants climbing, <gasps> like red ants and I was like oh and I looked down I'm like, ah! and I, was like, <gasps> like I like full-blown like nestled my foot right in their home oh my gosh there, like, what shoes were you wearing <laughs> flats I bet <laughs> what were you wearing flip-flops oh my gosh yeah, I don't really dress to impress not gonna lie so I appreciate <laughs> all my clients like oh my gosh I love it I love it. That's horrible. Okay, oh. well, did you get bit? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh. But I noticed that it was happening. I'm like, all right, just give me a minute. Just turn around and look at the... <gasps> this is why photographers charge so much. It's got nothing to do with the editing and the time. It's to pay our medical bills. Right? That's what it's for. <laughs> I mean, like, in reality, for me, once I did it, I basically, like, getting the tetanus shot was good for another 10 years in case that happened again. <laughs> It's basically like insuring myself for the next time it happens. Are you due for a new one? Do we need to find some uh, nails? Prob- yeah, probably. I should probably just go in for a tennis shot. Oh my goodness. Um, I also have two left feet. So just something about me, um, which makes sense as to why that would happen. Okay. So um, without getting sentimental, um, we have something in common. We've all lost a parent, um, all in different circumstances. Are you comfortable talking about your mom? Do you want to maybe tell a little bit about her story? Absolutely. She's, okay. she's the best. Um, so yeah, my beautiful mother, um, she got diagnosed with um, cancer um, October 24th, 2014. Um, What's her name? Her name is Carrie. Carrie, okay. Um, yeah, so she, she was the mom that like you know, kids were number one. Um, she was always like, cause my grandpa had dementia. So he's in a home. So my mom would literally work her full-time job two to 10. Then she'd drive back to Airdrie to her house, wake up at like nine in the morning, go see my grandpa at his home and just constantly do that and just do everything for everybody all the time. And she, um, yeah, she just started to feel a lot of pain in her body and she's a very slim, slim woman. And she just like, constantly was like oh like you know she's very sore and um my mom came like my grandma would when they're sick you know the older generation when they're sick they don't tell you they don't want you to worry kind of thing Mm -hmm. I'm just like physically couldn't ignore this anymore so she went to the doctor and um it was colon cancer at first but then it spread to her liver Mm -hmm. Um, and once it spreads basically um I'm no expert but from the stories I've heard from previous people once it spreads it's kind of unfortunately um don't want to say game over, but game over. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Um, it was pretty, that like obviously rocked my world because my mom's my rock and my best friend on the entire planet. And, Mm -hmm. um, so years, you know, 2014, 2015 was kind of just like, um, nothing crazy happened. She, you know, she never lost her hair or anything like that, but, um, you could tell she's just getting more tired and stuff like that. And then she had to get a port put in, um, for, for um chemotherapy Mm -hmm. and um yeah and then 20 yeah so 2015 things kind of started to get worse and so she had um lesions on her liver um and they were using there's 
something with chemo that if you had a certain DNA, like it, you can get like an extra chemo, so to say. Oh, me on it. I'm not sure. Like it's if only if your DNA matches or whatever, it works. And so this was working, and it was like shrinking the lesions so well, and we had wow. such hopes. And heard it. I said, wow. Oh yeah, sorry. And um, yeah, so it was working with like so hopeful. It was going great. But then all of a sudden she started getting allergic to it. So she'd already have to go through like a five hour mm-hmm. chemotherapy procedure. And then they'd have to stop and then give her a full like couple hours of like Benadryl and stuff. So they unfortunately had to stop using that. And then she had a lesion right on her main artery in her liver and they couldn't operate it because the chances of them nicking that artery, she would have bled out, right? So mm-hmm. So yeah, and then um, it was April, and then we move into 2016, and like things were just kind of going down, 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 and um, then yeah, on April, like right before my birthday, Jane and I share birthdays, mm-hmm. birthday, birthday, birthdays. Um, it was like April 26 or something like that. My mom called us all over, and she had to tell us that she had a time limit and that was probably like the hardest thing in the entire world because you're you're looking at someone you love so much and knowing that you know you can't even you know suddenly like something as a calendar you you're like wait a minute like yeah just yeah so yeah and then I don't know it it was horrible and then she moved into hospice and Rosedale hospice um and yeah she but I like for a person knowing they're dying, like I can't even, my mom was just like, Hey, how are you? How's your day? Like, she's just so happy all the time. Um, near the end though, she did get, um, well, oh, what's it called? Jaundice. So mm-hmm. she had to get two drain bags put in. She was just so embarrassed. Like as a woman, like our hair and our appearances, you know, we care about it mm-hmm. and it makes us, it's our identity. And my mom from the chemo and from all of that was making her bumps on her skin and she cut, she was scared she was going to lose her hair. So she cut her hair really short and she had beautiful brown hair as well. And she loved her hair and yeah, she did cut it. She hated how her hair looked. She hated how her skin looked with the jaundice and made her stomach bloat up. She actually looked pregnant and um, it just, she couldn't like she'd eat, but it like her liver wouldn't process it properly. And yeah, she just, and then from the chemotherapy came osteoporosis. So mm. she had eight cracked vertebrae on top of that. Oh, gosh. This was in, she had, um, she had to take um, morphine all the time mm-hmm. and stuff. So that really kind of affected her um, mental state as well near the end. Mm-hmm. That was pretty tough, but she positive through the whole thing like I couldn't I can't even what was what was she like though when she wasn't going through chemo before all of that what was she like oh she's just so funny she's I find myself laughing like her like she go <laughs> like she'd have like such a dorky like laugh oh she was just oh so like she'd give you the shirt off her back she would do anything for you like she was just such a like happy-go-lucky sweet just beautiful person what was like a song I know for my dad so to those who don't know my dad passed away not long after your mom did right um did we all lose parents in 2016 mine was 2017 oh I thought it was 2016 as well okay okay mine was 2017 and so there's a song that well there's many songs my dad loved music but was that there's always American Pie 
Titans. Yeah, that's my dad, 100% through and through. When it comes on, I'm like, oh, hey. Like, uh-huh. is, there, is there a song from your mom? Yeah, we. Um, it's Keith Urban, um, Who Wouldn't Want to Be Me. Oh, yes. Like, totally, like, like how it's like, I got a hole in my pocket. Or no, I don't know. Yeah, I got a hole in my jeans. I had a job, but I lost it. And it's like, just just like basically saying well the sun is shining and you know the world's still going and like you got the one you love beside you like whenever we'd drive because she'd come in I just think back to when like I lived with in Carsland with my dad and my mom would come pick my brother and I up from Carsland and we'd go to her house in Airdrie uh-huh. and um you know just drives with her and just like my mom would do this like dorky little like s- the circle snap so I love like, it just, what yeah. what's a circle like that like her she'd literally just go like this to every song so like I don't know just like songs with beats and stuff I guess and like she loved that I posted on my stories a couple days ago that song that's like hey oh yeah 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 like it like a polaroid pic she'd always be like like this oh my gosh I love it but no Keith Urban 100% like in that song has popped through the radio more times and I literally like will be like mom like it's just Mm -hmm powerful no um, totally powerful yeah oh they're um, so hot too so either <laughs> just our guy <laughs> i love it he is a babe i will agree with you there oh my yes. goodness so do you feel like besides the song there's ever like she's ever with you like is there something that happens that maybe you're like oh, that's my mom um i think like i'll be like doing something and then in my head i'll like get this like answer or I'll get this like advice if that makes mm-hmm. sense like I don't know if you guys are into medium stuff but mm-hmm. I I go all the time do you actually I do there's a wicked girl in Oktoks I've always wanted to try it I can't live life without it I <laughs> love it does your does your mom come through all the time mm-hmm. yeah it's just and it's things that some people think it's hocus pocus, but like some things that come through, I like, there's no possible way. Yeah. That there's no possible way. So and it's not her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like in moments where I'm feeling like defeated or I'm feeling unsure or just like any times of doubt, something will come, whether it's a dime or a beautiful sunset or sunrise or um, a song in the radio mm-hmm. has come at the craziest moments and I'm like okay mom you're here like for sure yeah mm-hmm. yeah um there's Heather there's this girl we all know Heather Roy mm-hmm. whose daughter Evelyn like there's rainbows like why wouldn't they why wouldn't our loved ones come to us in like our mm-hmm. most vulnerable and darkest moments to yeah. like it, I believe in God obviously and if there is any type of deity out there I like to think that they're loving and why wouldn't they let mm-hmm. that happen as well yeah absolutely (laughs) no you're good um you said you had a story Elise so just yeah like off the clothing thing like I had a dream one night um so my brother and I it's always me and my brother I have a sister too but it was just always me and my brother for some reason in these dreams and um we were just hanging out with my mom and um she's wearing this purple sweatshirt that she had um I actually have it I kept it in my drawer but she was wearing this purple sweatshirt she had her beautiful hair curled and she looked great and and then just whatever. And then literally I woke up from the dream, went to work, came home, went to bed. And then all of a sudden we're, um, we're in another dream, me and my brother, but we're still 
my mom. And then there's a pile of laundry. And then I asked my mom, she was in this time, she was wearing a blue t-shirt that she had that I remember. And I was like, mom, what shirt were you wearing yesterday? And she goes into the laundry pile and she pulls out her purple sweater. And it was just, I was like, wow. And like, it was so insane. It was so, so crazy. That's so like, crazy. Executive no dreams. It was just yeah. unbelievable. And oh my gosh. I don't tell many people because people are like, okay, not so. But to me, yeah. like, holy crap. Then this other, sorry, dreams. I don't have them anymore, sadly. But this other dream we're walking because I'd always have to go to Foothills with her for her chemo treatments and those basements and the cancer center down there is just so like dreary and gross and ugly. It's not welcoming at all. And um, so my dream, me, my brother, my mom's in a stretcher and where it's like she passed. It's like the dim lighting of the hospice of when she passed and we're in this like long hallway. And then all of a sudden it just starts getting brighter, like Bruce Almighty. You guys see that movie? Oh, yeah. yeah. Super bright. And then also my mom like sits up and her hair is like back and her skin's great. And she turns and she's like, you guys, I feel great. I feel so great. And so instantly I was like, oh, mom, you're okay. And you're so happy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So those dreams really like stuck with me. And yeah, no, for sure. Um obviously people won't see this but is your tattoo for her no it's for my grandma it's okay I was thinking about you yeah what does it say sorry I was thinking about you my grandma would just always open the door and say that this one's for my mom (laughs) it's so generic but it says tomorrow is the new day because like didn't have the best like growing up so whenever I'd like call her crying and sad she'd be like honey tomorrow's a new day just remember tomorrow's a new day and yeah um, I have one on my wrist that my grandpa always said all the time and it says we will overcome. Yeah. Um, and that's eventually when I get around to it, I'm, I'm hopefully going to write a book and that will be the title. Cause I just feel like it's just so fitting and it's already on my wrist. So, um, I don't have like crazy stories with my mom, uh, before we close off here, but I have a tattoo on my chest that I got after my mom passed away. And without going into too many details, my mom had a very, very hard life and drank to cope with like her pain and things like that. And so my mom and I had like a tumultuous relationship, but when I was eight. I had lived with her till I was eight. And then she had an aneurysm and she was in the hospital and ended up being in a coma for like two months and reconstructive brain surgery. It's a whole thing. And so they basically like told us that she wouldn't have no quality of life. And she basically woke up from this reconstructive brain surgery and was like, all right, let's do this. I'm good to go. Like, and she just unfortunately had a new lease on life, but chose the same path that she had chosen before. So, um, lo and behold, she passed away from like her body shutting down from too much alcohol, which is why I don't drink. There's my life story in a two second clip, (laughs) (laughs) but basically, so once she passed away and for, for me, it was sudden, like I had expected her to pass away, but she never, like she just held on and every year was like another year. I'm like, how are you still here? Um, like, how's your body holding on? You know, it's a demon. They want to break free from it so bad, but it just like, yeah. You. yeah. And there's no back then, I think when her trauma happened, there was no counseling, there was no people that she could talk to. And so the only way to cope was alcohol or drugs. Right. Mm. Um, and so like, I see that now, now that I'm on the other side of it, I see it clearly now. Um, and I think, I don't just think she was an alcoholic, but more so that she was sick. 
like she had an illness. Right. Um, and I don't think you see that. I think until you lose someone to something like that. Um, and so basically she had passed away. It was very sudden. I didn't get to say goodbye, which was devastating. Um, and my first son was like nine months old when she passed away. So it was like, I, I was actually telling Jane, like, I, I'm so thankful that I had him at such a young age already because he kept me going. Like I had to, I had to do things for him. Yeah. So, um, I'm in her house and her boyfriend was still there and it was like an 85 year old woman or man, well, not woman, man. (laughs) And so they met in like a bar and they had just this funny relationship. They slept in separate bedrooms, but they were just like companions for each other. It was like the kind of the cutest little thing. My mom was 50 when she passed away and he was in his eighties. Like there was no relationship going on. They were just, I don't know. It was the funniest thing. Get it mom. Yeah. It's just so funny. And she'd like talk about how like, oh, he just forgot to clean up after himself. I'm like, he's in his eighties. I'll forget that too. (laughs) There was a day. If he cleaned up. Oh my gosh. There was a day. I'll never forget. It's like vivid in my memory. She called me and she was so mad, so mad. And my mom had this like cackly voice, like, like someone who has smoked for her whole life, which she did. So it was an accurate thing, but she called me and they lived off of 17th in Forest Lawn and it's a busy intersection there. And they had gone, I think to the convenience store. And she was like, he's been gone for four hours. And she was mad. I'm like, you should send a search party. Yeah. He's in his eighties. Yeah. He's been gone for four right. hours. And it turns out she called me that night and she's like, he got lost. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, but anyways, so the day, like a couple of days later, I went to her apartment and started going through her things and, um, we're religious as well. And so like never in my wildest dreams that I think that she was even remotely just coming from where she's come from all of the things. So we're going through her room and there was a picture of like the head of Jesus. And you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about, but like in the nineties, there were all those like portraits, but they were on wood and they were lacquered. Remember they were like bright colors, but they were on wood. I kind of know what you're on about. So I'll find a picture and I'll like, I'll post it. I'll send it to you guys. Um, But it was this giant head of Jesus. And I was like, that is the most random item to ever find in her room. Like I was so confused. And then there was a Bible in her like bedside table. And you could tell it was a Bible that she'd probably taken from like a hotel room when she was there. (laughs) She was like, I'll just take this. So I was sitting on her bed and having a moment, having a cry. And I was like, I'm just going to like being Christian. I'm just going to flip open the Bible and just like see if maybe like it brings me some kind of solace. And so I have to like pull up the actual like definition of the verse, but I opened up the verse and I was like, holy moly, it was exactly what I needed in that exact moment. And I got a tattooed on my chest, like two days later, whenever I could get in, it basically is. So it's Psalm 18, 28, and it is you Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. And I was like, what the heck? Like it just it hit me like a ton of bricks. And you know how you just have like those moments. Mm-hmm. And I was like, my mom is now in a better place. Her darkness is now gone. Like she's in a much better place. She's mentally, she's in a better place. She's not in pain anymore. And so, yeah, like a day later, I called all the tattoo shops. I was like, I need to get in like immediately. And so every anniversary, the second anniversary of her passing, I happened to flip open the Bible 
just by fluke. And it wasn't marked. It wasn't anything. And it flipped open to the exact same verse. And I was like, okay, no, you're here with me, mom. I understand it. And so like, it's on my chest. People ask me all the time why it's there. It's a whole long story. I have to tell about like her boyfriend getting lost. Like it's just a whole, it's a whole long story to tell. Um, but it's it. little things like that. I don't have very many stories like that, but that was one of them. And I was like, okay, I'm like, she's with me. So yeah. And I feel like they do come through to us when we need them the most. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah said that she felt my mom we always bugged her because she would have like clammy hands she was like hot warm hands yeah and my sister said she woke up one night because she felt my mom's hand on her oh. like, like I felt it warm and clammy and it's, oh. and it's clammy glory like oh my goodness oh. sometimes like I get a nice whiff thing, but no of like <laughs> I get like a whiff of cigarette smoke and it's not just like someone else smoking but it's like the smoke that filled her house and I'm yeah. like oh and it just hits me like a ton of bricks and I like turn to my husband I'm like do you smell that He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, okay, it's just me. Okay. I'm either having a stroke or <laughs> I'm not sure what's happening. Baby powder deodorant. If you're wearing baby powder deodorant, mm. I will come and sniff your pit and find comfort. <laughs> my, and I'm not kidding. My stepdad actually kept my mom's deodorant. And when I go over there, I still smell it. Like as weird as it is. Yeah. They, That's they not all... that weird. No. That's not weird to me because it's the scent that reminds him of her. Yeah. Her, her wet and wild blush and then her her lady speed stick baby powder oh my oh. gosh I love it yeah oh my well, goodness we're, we're part of a very exclusive club I was telling Jen last night I'm like we're part of the, the dead parent club yeah <laughs> that Grey's anatomy clip with Christina Yang and George yep yeah, yeah. yeah. oh sorry nope go ahead what did you say how many years are you at like from your dad's before four four okay Mm-hmm. Yeah, this year will be five, I think, for both of us. So your mom passed away when, at least? Uh, June 24th. Okay. Yeah, mine was in September. We were only a couple months apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Time time flies. Um, it was the first last September I went to her gravesite for the first time. I was like, how have I not been here ever? I don't like going to the grave. I know. We've had this conversation. Yeah. You say, like, that's not where he is. Yeah. Yeah. And I just me, don't like it either. Yeah. It's just, it's weird to uh, me. Like it's, it's nice. It's a beautiful headstone yeah. and stuff. It's just for, and my family, they go, they feel, feel peace. I don't, it just mm-hmm. makes me yeah. very, very anxious. Yeah. Um, funny story before we wrap up, I went September. It was the first time. So long story short, but my grandma and my mom are buried in the same plot. Um, but because it was a government owned plot, we couldn't put any kind of marker there. So yeah, we would have had to buy the plot. It's, it's a whole thing. So anyways, when we did that, um, there's no marker. My mom's name is not anywhere on the gravestone. And so I went in September and no September. When did, I don't even remember when I went December, I went on her birthday. I was like, why was it snowy (laughs) December, not September. Um, so I went there and I'm like looking, I'm like, I know kind of where it is. I know it's like the third row from the back, like like walking aisles back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, where the heck is it? And I remember trying to find my grandma's grave, calling my mom. And she was laughing at me. Like I called her like 17 times. I'm like, I can't find grandma's grave. She's like, it's not that hard, Jen. Like it's right there. So like, I'm literally walking aisles and I can hear her like laughing at me. Cause she's like, dude, like it's right there. It's right in front of you. So I grabbed my snow shovel brush. 
the brush, like the soft part. And so I'm like dusting off every single gravestone that's in the ground. Cause hers is like a flat plot. Yeah. Like it's not like a headstone. So I'm like dusting everybody's off. I can't find her grave for the life of me until my aunt gets there. And then we find it. And she's like, did you go and dust off every single headstone? I'm like, I did Merry Christmas to all of these families. Cause now they can find the grave. We appreciate that. So much. Oh, it was so funny. I'm like, Oh no, that was Myrtle. Nope. My mom's not Myrtle. Okay. Moving along. <laughs> Sorry, Georgina. Bless your heart. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you angel. Oh my gosh. Okay. So quick question. Jane, do you want to take the last question? Yeah. Cause the, our poor listeners, they're like, it's been like an hour and a half. Yeah. Like enough's enough. <laughs> so leaving this podcast, what is something that you are hoping that these listeners are wonderful listeners who are all going to leave us reviews of this, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> What do you want them to take away from this? I like it when people give like a call to action, mm-hmm. um, things like that, something that can make people go home and think. And whether it's today thinking about your loved ones and appreciating them and tuning into those moments where you can, because we've just spent such a long time talking about our loved ones, right? Tuning into those moments of, hey, you are here with me. You're, you are Mm-hmm. You're, you're not gone you're gone but not forgotten kind of thing or business-wise setting those boundaries you have taken your career and you've you've taken your passion and you've made it a career and you've done something that a lot of people don't do mm-hmm. they don't do what they love um what is something that you want people to take from this to drive them or I don't know what kind of what do you want them to take from all this? of their passions yeah yeah I just I just like learned myself to be your most authentic self and to, if you guys watch my stories, I'm, I'm authentically me, whether that's, you guys are like, okay, or oh yeah, I resonate, you know what I mean? So just yeah. like similar to Jen, like how you're so vulnerable and open and it's like, you know what, if you don't like it, turn it off. If you like it, then I'm here for you. Um, that goes for anything in life, your business, your, you know, your family, everything just be like with my mom leaving. I, I don't say it's a blessing because I would do anything to have her here, but the, the lens that you get when someone passes is you look at someone and you say, I love this about you. And I love you. Thank mm-hmm. you for blessing me with you in my life. And like, you look at things like you appreciate so much more. You're so much more grateful. You just have, you just look at this because your life, you, your life flashes in front of you you know, and I guess just what I want people to take away is just, is the classic live every day. Like it's your last, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, you want to start a business and you're too scared. Just friggin' do it. Just, mm-hmm. just do it. Whether that's cooking, you know, whatever, just photography, do it. Just absolutely do it. And just be yourself during it because Instagram can swallow you up and spit you out, but nobody, nobody is Jane. Nobody is Jen and nobody is Elise, but ourselves. And we all have amazingly beautiful qualities. And I didn't realize how, how much of a ham speaker I am until now. <laughs> um, but I'm like, that's just ready all together now. One, two, three. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Just to, yeah, continue to be you because nobody is you. Be, yeah. be your own superhero. Be, just be you, you know? Yeah. And it's the most beautiful gift you can give anybody. 100%. Were you doing photography before your mother passed away? Yeah, and that's, it was really hard for me because I'd be like excited about a shoot, but I'd be like on her at the hospice and I just wanted to dedicate my full time with her. Mm-hmm. Just actually, the medium actually shared, she says, your mom, your mom says she can't even believe how gorgeous the images you take. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm done here. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And that just she's supporting you past the veil. I love that. I didn't Mm -hmm. want to just be like, hey mom. 
check out this couple, you know, she'd be like, yeah. cool. You know? Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, be supportive, but you know what I mean? So, yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. Like just being real and authentic. And I think all three of us are that. And I think like, I know from Strathmore, like we were connected, but I think someone must've tagged you in something, which is how I found you. Yeah, yeah. And once I found you, I think you had just recently posted in your stories about losing your mom. Yeah. And I think I commented on it. And all of a sudden I was like, we, we have this in common. And so obviously very different circumstances, but like losing a parent is losing a parent. Um, and the pain is the same, no matter what. So your identity. Yeah, exactly. But I think that like for me, when I am real and raw, like I said, this last episode, like people resonate with it, even if they're not, you know, posting about it or sharing whatever you've posted, but they're messaging you and they're like, thank you for just being open. And I'm sure that you've helped people just by sharing your mom's story. Right. So many messages and just like, sorry, I, we could talk forever, but like, just, just going with that. It's like, um, freaking I course some here with a serious thing and I forgot it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. You did say squirrel. <laughs> yeah, here's the squirrel. I'm like talking and then these squirrels are like, me, 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 me. And then that talk, <laughs> gone. Gonzo, gonzo. Oh my gosh, I love it. See that. <sighs> post it, post it on Instagram when you yeah. remember it. And tag we'll us in it. it. You'll remember it. Oh. When Gary comes and snuggles with you, you'll be, it'll come back to you. Sweet. Just don't do it at four in the morning. Set yourself some boundaries. Personal boundaries. Okay. Yeah. Do it. Do it when, when you've clocked in. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. Well, honestly, this was an incredible episode and I know it was a long one. It was well worth it. Plus there's three of us talking. There's like triple the amount of information to be consumed. We um, talked about a lot of things. We really, I mean, from I really bachelor did. nation and that drama to like me crying so <laughs> we need that and let's be real if I'm listening to a podcast and it's like a short half an hour I'm like boo like, <laughs> more, more. So, this is fantastic I love it well I, I hope it. our listeners loved this one. as long as we're not the length of Joe Rogan now that Jane knows who Joe Rogan okay, is okay let me just let me just touch on that while we're wrapping up I googled him I know who he is. I just couldn't put a name to the face. Like, I could do it. Some of his podcast episodes are so long. Like, let me just click on the first one that pops up. Are they like because crazy loaded like topics though? Like, are they? He's got honestly like a million different random peoples, like for peoples. <laughs> random people so no problem um of course I click on one and it's 12 minutes long that's not <laughs> accurate um but usually they're like I don't know three four hours long so I love like, it when they're like that oh my gosh you lose me oh oh really that's fair so if it's like an hour and a half two hours on a true crime and they're going into depth I'm like yes yeah for me, I would rather be broken into, especially for true crime, like a series. No. Oh, I like series, but no, I want it all at once. If I have to wait till the next week to know who you did don't have to wait. candlestick Just in the like ballroom, room, broken into another episode. I don't know. I work at Calvary Provincial. <laughs> like, I got the true crime, I got the live crime. Oh I need to God. have you back because I have so many questions. Yeah. Well, what's going to happen is we're going to have Elise on as like a special bonus episode once a month. We're just going to pop you in and here. Can we talk about your crime stuff? World to me. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Maybe. But legally, can you talk about it? 
I, well, let's just say, like, do you guys watch Big Brother? Yes. Mm-hmm. Big Brother Canada, a girl went on to Big Brother Canada and she brought one of the court gowns. No, no, no. Fired. Boom. <laughs> like, you What's a court gown? It's just what you wear, like what the clerks wear. Yeah. Oh. The penguin outfit, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you she be- would get fired for that? Yeah, she did. Yeah. <gasps> she did? I know exactly what you're on about, but she really? Was, anyway, she was the first person to get evicted from the big brother house so oh my gosh well i think big brother is always watching no <laughs> yeah that's a good one it's on tonight ps the second episode. Oh. Uh, i can't get into my goodness oh, i feel like i'm so behind that's a dream of mine like you love bachelor dream of mine is to do big brother i'd love them i'd love like bachelor alums to go into the big brother house mm. and like mix the worlds because they're they would just be like i don't even know how they would be in there and like mix, it could be like a paradise, if you will, but like no beach and stuff and no roses. Oh Are you kidding me? The amount of times that people have to eat slop, they'd refuse. That's true. That's true. It'd be the biggest complaining season ever. So I would love that. The ratings would go up. Oh my gosh. Um, I just watched documentaries on serial killers, so it's fine. I'm like a real psychopath over here. I love yeah. it. And I that, love it. That makes me, I'm such an empath. If I watch... The first time when I was a kid, you said we're wrapping up and here I go again. (laughs) Okay. When I was a kid, I watched my first movie was A Walk to Remember. And I literally was like, okay, I carry emotion. I was sad for like two weeks and I was like 14. And I was like, oh Oh my gosh. And he just played it in my head. I was just so depressed. So have you seen those like memes or TikToks where like the people are like the wives are watching true crime and they're like stuffing their face full of food and the husband's looking over and they're like, and then they slit her throat and then her arm was cut off and they found a torso in a garbage can. And I'm like filling my face full of like junk food. And my husband's looking at me like, should I be concerned about my own safety? <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Yeah, Zach, if you're listening, yes. <laughs> Always be concerned. Right. I'm like, I know how to dispose of a body. Like nobody's business. Okay. Like okay. All wedding crashers. I'll find you. Yeah. That's basically me. Yeah. I'm just I'll a crazy person. You. oh my goodness okay so how can people find you elise okay they can find me i i run five instagram accounts perfect five i'm right there with you i um i'm going to follow all five right now well the fifth one is a little like mysterious a bit because i actually run the um it's a wedding venue in strathmore called the cliver barn and um they didn't have an instagram christiane's family uh yeah yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So her grandpa's like, who owns it? He's like in his early, he's, he's getting older. But um, I just wanted to do that for them because, and it's like nice because it's a piece of, so now the cat's out of the bag for people who didn't know because I didn't say that it was me, obviously. But um, yeah, I run that page for them. It's super nice. And then I run my own Elise Lakeman Photography. And then I run a separate page for Elise Lakeman Lifestyle, which is babies, families, branding, whatever. And then, yeah, my other one is just strictly weddings and engagement couples and such and such. And then I have my Alice and Clara page, which is what I stated before. Um, That's myself and um, my photographer pal, I call her. Um, That's where we do, when we do weddings together in the summer, we post on there. And we also do workshops, which we are doing another one May 22nd. And we can't even wait. Okay, hold on. I need to make sure that I'm available for this because I missed out last time. Okay, look, I'm available. Perfect. Sign me up. What kind of what kind of workshop is it? 
so we do what we're doing is just because last year was like a sabotage thanks to the big old covid so we did um the learning portion over zoom um mm-hmm. and then we did a uh, styled shoot so we got a model it was freezing cold we went to drum heller got the dress flowers and all the all the you met oh, my I friend Lene. oh that was your friend yeah yes shout out to Lene. her loved her who was Lene? She's she fine. is IVL photography. She's up in Edmonton. She's fantastic. Oh. I was in her wedding. Yeah. Like I, that's like one of my old, oldest friends. She's, she's bomb. She's oh, super bomb. You know, we're just all connected. And funny enough, your model, I photographed her newborn. Yeah. Twin girls. Yeah. Yeah. I photographed the twins. Oh, get it. That's we are such a small world. I like, know, right? But yeah, no, it's fantastic. So this year we're going to have an engaged couple as well as a wedding couple. So we can split it off in two groups and be permanently social distanced and all that stuff. And then love it. Yeah. So gonna, it's going to be tough though, because we're hoping and praying that the restrictions lift so we can have more than 10, um, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So uh-huh. Well, go give everyone, go give her a follow, go give her a like. We'll take all her accounts. Support, support, support. And make sure you tell your loved ones that you love them. Yeah, absolutely. And what did you say? Live every day. No, tomorrow's a new day, right? Tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow's a new day. Amazing. Okay. Well, thank you so much, ladies. And uh, we'll talk very soon. Bye. 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 Hey mamas, before you go, if you love this show and found it benefited you in an amazing way, take a screenshot of this podcast and post it in your Instagram stories. Tag us in it and we'll share it. And also, if you haven't gone to iTunes yet, taken 30 seconds to leave us a review and told us how much you love us, go do that. It pushes us and lights us up like you can't even imagine. You guys are why we decided to do this show. So thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you next time.